morning, church. Ah, oh, how good is it to be in the house of God? Love coming to church, love worshipping with you. Love the exchange that takes place as we come into where God is. He's everywhere, but we come to meet with Him here. And as we worship Him, as we praise, we lift our hands because we're like surrendered. God, we're yours. Do with us what you will. And as we give Him our praise and sing songs of adoration to Jesus, then He pours into us. And we receive something in doing that. It's like in giving, you receive. You receive just peace into your heart, calms your spirit down. If you're feeling anxious and a bit stressed out of different things that's going on, He just pours love into you. Just anything that you need, He comes and He drops into your spirit. Love that exchange that takes place. So I'm so glad that you're here in church this morning. So good to see you. So good to hear from you, John, this morning. What a great story. The transformational power of God. Wow. He brought you out of that place and into this place. And that's what we're here for, church. We're here to build the church that glorifies Jesus and sees lives transformed. And that's our vision. That's what we're all about. There's so many Johns out there that are living a life that he lived or raised in a family situation that's exposed to so much um, sadness and so much pain and so much hurt. And they're the ones that God sent us to. And they're in your life and they're around you. And we come here to get oomphed up again to get something imparted into us so we can go out and share the love of Christ and to bring people into this place. If you're new here today, welcome to you. So good to see you in church. We're um, a kind people. Yeah, we're kind here in church. We like to have fun. We like to just be normal and not crazy Bible bashing people, but we're just like welcoming. Hope you feel welcomed into church this morning full of great people. I've got a few words for people today. God just wants to speak. We're in the month of miracles. We're halfway through the month of miracles. October is the month of miracles. And we always believe that God can do miracles, but we've got focus month where we're really going after it this time. So something will crack open. We'll just see um, things unfold just throughout this month and beyond. And uh, already hearing so many great stories of God answering prayers. So if you're seeing prayers answered, um, then write it on a miracle report or send it in to miracles at rc3.com. We wanna hear about it, We're hearing about healings that are taking place. One of our pastors, Marita, she shared how her foot, her, like, um, I don't know what it was, the arch or something, had collapsed. She was having pain in her foot for months and just being to specialists, they're like, you're going to have to do this and that and whatever. And she just thought, no, hang on a minute. Month of miracles. I'm going to believe for healing. I'm going to pray a scripture. She got a word from God, started speaking it out. And today she woke up no pain and, uh, and she's had months of pain every single day. So God's moving. He wants to heal us. He wants to bring freedom into our life. Um, I want to speak to you, um, Hannah slash Emily, the one in the white shirt. Is it Emily? Yes, Emily. Um, I just see um, a gift of teaching on you, actually. A gift of teaching. I just see a real hunger in you to learn. And I see that you imparting that to other people. I just see lots of people sitting around you. I don't know if it's in a teaching um, environment or um, in connect group, just people just sitting around you and you're just sharing stuff that you've learned. And they're like, oh my gosh, I understand it now. You're like reading the Word of God. You've got this hunger to learn. As you're sharing it, there's so much revelation that comes. I just see that you've got 
maturity beyond your years. You've got wisdom beyond your years. And I just want you to open your mouth and start speaking it out. Just do it, just start. You might think, oh, I don't know if I've got that much to say, but you just have to start and it'll become a regular thing for you. Get on a roll, you just start teaching. Just see you doing Bible college at some point, just having a real hunger for the Word of God and just sharing that, teaching people. And they're just sitting around going, this is great. So much revelation that's coming out of you. So I just release that upon you today. Gift of teaching on you this morning, Emily. Awesome. Is Sarah Charrington here? I saw her earlier in, oh, she's in creche. That's okay. I saw her earlier in prayer, but that's all right. I can give it to her later on. But um, Andy and Fee, I've got a word for you this morning. A scripture that I get for you is, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And um, you're righteous people because you've accepted Jesus. And so um, you're righteous. You stand before God made righteous. And the righteous are being as bold as a lion. The lion, they're very territorial. They're just like king of the jungle. This is my territory. I own it. I am bold. I take what I want and I take it um, in boldness and in courage and in strength. And I just see you recognizing what your territory is and then just stepping up in boldness. See courage coming on you. I just see, you know, it's an internal thing. It's not like you go around and you just start telling everyone what to do and this is my territory. It's a, it starts as an internal thing and you get this boldness and this courage and it's like, no, God's given us this territory. We own it and we're going to be king of our own jungle and that's going to influence the decisions that you make and the, what you do and then ultimately how you speak coming out into your family, into the people that you're um, influencing. The righteous are as bold as a lion. So that's the scripture that I have, a release courage and boldness upon you today. Amen. Come on, let's give God a great hand. He's here to speak to you today. Awesome. Hey, why don't you um, take a seat this morning and thank you, our worship team, for bringing us into this great presence of God. Thank you, Beck, for my little props here today. And the other one's coming. It's a little bit more dangerous. Watch out and don't cross me because <laughs> I'm getting a big, giant sword here this morning. Sandy, how about you? You're on fire this morning. Sandy, another one of our transformed lives. She gets up here, she owns the stage. It's like, how many years ago did you um, get saved, Sandy? Eight years ago, and I bet you didn't imagine yourself standing up here leading our church as a pastor of our 35 to 50s along with our husband, um, Shorty. But the boldness and the authority, I'm just loving that, Sandy. You're just owning it. You're bringing revelation and, and um, inspiration this morning. So well done, our great pastoral team. We're proud of our team. We're just surrounded by amazing people. So we're in our fast, we're day seven. Um, I saw so many hands go up before. It's like, who's part of our fast? That's okay, if you're not, you can be. We've said that, but um, I haven't always been, uh, you know, a big fan of fasting. I, you know, was grew up in a Christian home, but um, fasting wasn't a big revelation to me, and I didn't like it at all. I didn't actually see um, the revelation in it, or even um, just why I should do it, and so I'd sort of always make an excuse when there was a fast that came up. 
I don't know if um, that anyone can relate to that, but hey, I'm only human. Um, you know, I was had a young family and either I was pregnant and I couldn't fast because I need all the nutrients for the baby or I was breastfeeding, I couldn't fast because I need all the nutrients. Then I was pregnant again, then I was feeding again and then I was doing shift work, so I need all the energy for, you know, doing different shift work. I always come up with an excuse and I never saw the benefits of fasting, probably because I never fasted and so I never saw the benefits of it. Um, but, you know, eventually I sort of came around and think, well, I just probably need to be obedient because our church calling a fast, I would never initiate it myself, um, but uh, be obedient to that and so sort of like, you know, a bit of a soft start, just a slow entry in terms of, oh, I'll just fast sugar, you know, that'll be as good as it um, can be for me this fast, or maybe I'll just skip one meal a day. And, you know, it, it took me a while to really stir up and see the benefits of fasting as I just stepped out and did it then the benefits came, would you believe it? And uh, as I surrendered, it accelerated my growth as a Christian and as a leader, which has been fantastic. Um, and so now I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into initiating fast for myself even. That's how far I've come. And all on board um, with our churches that calls a fast. And as John said, he preached um, last week on the benefits of fasting. He talked about um, different benefits. It cleanses us, um, not just physically as we're doing the detox, but it cleanses us spiritually and just gives us um, and and in, increases our spiritual reception to hear from God. Um, our antenna, they just become more attuned to what God's saying. And um, I don't know if as you're reading your Bible, it's just becoming a bit more alive to you. You're hearing downloads from God, which is what happens when uh, we're fasting, increases the power on us. And it brings freedom. It brings restoration. brings us closer to God. You know, we can go, oh, I'm really believing for this and this and this, you know, during the month of miracles or during the fast. But really, just want to, number one, grow closer to God. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Him being bigger in our life, Him increasing, us decreasing, and that's, we're putting Him first. So when we're praying, when we're fasting, um, you know the scripture, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. That's what it means. The what is what does a righteous man avails much mean? It's powerful and it's effective. And um, throughout this week, we've been meeting in, in our mornings and having our prayer meetings. And I'm so encouraged by the amount of people that are turning up and praying together and coming at 6.15, which at least it's not dark anymore, right? At least it's not winter. It's like, like the sun is like way up in the sky and you can sort of leave home after six if you live pretty close. It feels like, okay, this is a godly hour. I don't know if you think there's like me, ungodly hours are in the dark, uh, but this is a godly hour, all right, just so you know. Um, so we're connecting with God. We're praying passionately. How come we're still believing for breakthroughs? How come we still have needs that haven't been met? How come we've still got prayers that haven't been answered? If we're praying effectively, if we're stirring it up, if we're doing what we know to do, if we're getting involved in the fast, if we're getting involved in the prayer meetings, how come we're not taking the ground that we thought we would? Well, let me tell you, there is opposition out there. It's not all about God blessing us. There is something out there that doesn't like it when we push into God, that, that as we seek Him, it gets stirred up. There's a scripture in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, 
a different sort of a lion than that one. <laughs> Looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. He's looking for someone to devour. He's looking for someone to make sick. He's looking for someone to take things off them. He's looking for someone to put a wedge in their marriage and cause unrest in that or a significant relationship. He's looking for someone to disrupt their family life and pull their kids away from him, from Jesus. He's looking for someone who he can cause to be fearful or insecure, to dislike themselves. You know, there's a kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of light. And maybe sitting here today, you know what it's like to be in the kingdom of darkness. You know what it's like to be taken from that and give your heart to Jesus Christ and step into that kingdom of light. The enemy's out there. He's a fallen angel. He used to worship God, but he rebelled against God. And now he wants to do everything he can to keep us from God. John 10 verse 10, it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Don't put up with the thief. Anyone ever been stolen from, ever been robbed? Had people come into your homes? Yeah, I see hands. We've had that experience a few times in our home. And, uh, you know, we've had different things come in and been taken off our um, back patio, a backpack full of goods was out there, fully secured, fenced, everything. Someone's come in, taken it, gone. Another time someone's come in, through our back deck again, um, cut a hole in the security screen, one of those ones that's not actually that secure, and uh, you know, put their finger around and unlock the door, got in, stolen an iPad. Um, another time we had three skateboards um, sitting out the front of our house, probably shouldn't be there in the first place, and I did warn my kids, don't leave the skateboards out on the front deck where someone can take them, but sure enough, someone did come and take them. Well, what did we do? Did we sit back and go, oh, well, that's life? Oh, well, we live in a neighborhood that maybe, you know, it's bound to happen at some point. No, of course we didn't. We're just like, that's not okay. Someone came into our property, stole our stuff that belonged to us, and now they've got it and we don't anymore. It's not okay. So we call up the police. We say, this is what's happened. We give them a report. They come out to the house. They take the fingerprints. They write up the report. You know, we just uh, start praying and going, God, that was rightfully ours. We want that stuff back. And um, the police doing their brilliant work, shout out to the police, uh, men and women who go uh, after, you know, who are there for our safety and protection and fight on our behalf, um, found some of the stuff, not all of it, but re re returned to us the skateboards and the backpack and full of all the stuff, everything else. But, you know, we were sitting there, you know, during that time when we prayed, we didn't have that attitude of, hey, this is okay, crime's increased in our area, it's part of living in suburbia, you know, that's just what happens. No, we didn't say that. Of course we didn't say that. But how often do we say, yeah, that's okay, I'm getting older, of course I'm going to have aches and pains in my body, that's just a part of life. How often do we say, yeah, my little son or daughter's getting sick all the time. That's because they go to daycare and we sort of justify everything and say, oh, I know, you know, it's not there. But how often do we say, oh, this is part of life. We fight. We're a married couple. We're going through this seven-year itch. Oh, this is as good as it gets. This is just, it's not going to get any better. Hang on a minute. You're getting robbed. You're getting robbed. 
God talked about the abundant life. He talked about living a life of abundance. There's something out there. It wants to rob. It wants to steal from you. It wants to take away your peace. It wants to take away your, um, your uh, <laughs> um, prosperity. That's what I'm trying to, trying to think of. Your provision, your provision. God's your provider. They want to take away your provision. It wants to take away your unity in your relationships. It's not okay. It's not okay. We have to start um, waking up and going, hang on a minute. We've got to do something about this. This is not okay anymore. Deuteronomy 28 verse 7, it says, The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. There's things that happen in our life, whether it's sickness after sickness, whether it's things breaking down in our, in our house and breaking down in our house and another thing's gone, another thing's gone, another um, relationship's on the line because I can't even understand why. There are answers and they're found in the Bible. Let's look at them this morning. This, word, this is the Word of God. This is powerful. This has so many promises for us. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, there's so many arguments. There's so many arguments that often starts in our head. Often we hear voices that say, you're not good enough, you're not smart, smart enough, you're not strong enough, you're not spiritual enough, you'll always struggle with sickness, always struggle with not enough money, anxiety, nightmares, troubles with your kids, relationship breakdowns. That family member's never gonna come to church. We just have these arguments in our head and they wear us down. They just start, and we start believing them and just thinking, oh, maybe that's true. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't expect anymore. That scripture, it says, we demolish arguments, but not with the weapons of the world. So what are the weapons? Let's look in Ephesians 6, verse 11, and this talks about the armor of God, and this is so important in our Christian life to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I don't know how many times that you think you're fighting against a person and their attitude towards you and their response to you and the anger that's in them. You're not fighting against them. You're fighting against every authority and the ruler that's behind that. That's what it's talking about when it's saying your struggle is not against flesh and blood. You need to remember that sometimes because it feels like it really is personal. It feels like they're really attacking you. It's really good to remember it's not them attacking you, it's what's behind it. It's a spirit that comes behind it that's trying to pull you down and attack you. So don't fight against the flesh and blood, but fight in the, in the spiritual realm. How do we do that? Therefore, put on the armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. This is something that you can like visually do every day, every week, as often as you need to do. I've like sort of, you know, done this. I usually go from head to foot, but 
the scripture does it, you know, like in this way, but that's okay. With a belt of truth around your waist, it's around your middle, it's around your very center being. You're putting on truth. That's truth that's going in to you, believing the truth about you, about who you are. It's the truth being central to who you are and what's coming out of you as well. That's the belt of truth. The breastplate of righteousness in place that's around you. The breastplate of righteousness. It means you're standing before God made righteous because of what Jesus has done for you. The breastplate, it protects you. It protects your heart. It protects all your vital organs. It protects you from any backstabbing. That's the breastplate of righteousness. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. This is every place that the sole of your foot treads. It walks in peace and you're stepping into peace and you're carrying that revelation of the gospel of what Jesus has done and you're sharing it everywhere that you go. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which is like a big shield, it's solid, it's powerful, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. That's what's trying to get in and wreck you. That's what's trying to get in and cause those thoughts. That's trying to cause you to pull, it's it's just trying to pull you down. It's trying to get in around those places that you haven't got protected. There are those flaming arrows of the evil one. Take up the shield of faith. Take the helmet of salvation. I love this because this is what Jesus has done for us. He's paid the price for us. All of sin and death has been cancelled because of the price that he has paid. As you put on that helmet of salvation, you're protected. You're protected in your thinking. You're protected in what you see. Protected in what you hear. You're protected in what you speak, your vision, everything. It's just like this helmet of salvation. You're putting that on. Make it a regular habit to put on the armor of God, especially if you feel like, ah, I feel like I'm being attacked from everywhere. Left, right and center, things are coming against me. Put on the armor of God. Put it on in your your, um, quiet time in the morning. Just step into that space where I'm like, okay, I'm protected. I'm ready to go. And then take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the sword of the spirit, that's the proactive. Like all of this, that's like protected. The shield is protected. The sword of the spirit, that's I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to go into that place and fight with the word of God. That's the scripture. That's the promises God's given us. That's the things that he's spoken. It's a fight that we wage in the supernatural. It's spiritual warfare. That's what we're learning here today. We've got a little sword here. It's just a little plastic kitty sword. I just pulled it out of my dress-up box this morning. This is what we start with. Okay, when we're starting to fight with the sword of the Spirit, we take up the sword, okay? We take up the shield of faith. If you're young in the faith, you're learning the Bible. You're learning how to read it. You're learning how to hear from God in it. You're learning how to memorize it. You're learning how to write it down. And you're you're just like, okay, I'm just going to take my little sword. I can handle that, my little shield. And I'm going to learn how to fight with that as a young Christian. As you you grow, uh, you can take up bigger swords and heavier swords and more powerful swords and more authority as you do that. God arms us with the sword to stand against the enemy's lies. How well do you know the Word of God? Have you got it in your, um, in your cachet of memory that you can just pull out a scripture for whatever circumstance that you're facing? 
So you're facing a health challenge. Can you just pull out a scripture? So you're facing a relationship challenge. Can you pull that out of scripture that's going to give you a promise that you can stand against? Stand against what is false by discovering God's truth. Then you become stronger to stand against it in the powerful name of Jesus. Come on with the rain. I'm loving this. This is so great. We're praying a scripture at the moment uh, for our finances and it's um, God will give you the showers of blessing in the right season. So come on with the showers of blessing. <laughs> yeah, come on. So this is the active thing, right? You can't like just sit there and just, you know, all right, I'm trying to win a battle, right? You sort of need to get active. You need to get aggressive. You need to get a bit of authority behind your praying and your declaring. So you take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and you start declaring things to the enemy and start saying, it is finished. I've had enough. I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm taking over. Now you are under my feet. That's what the Bible says. That's a scripture that you use. You are under my feet. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus is powerful. The name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, demons flee, knees bow, every tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord. You start speaking. No weapon formed us will pr against us will prosper. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Those who rise up against us, we will condemn. All of those are scriptures. The more you know the Bible, the bigger your sword. And you develop spiritual muscle the same way you develop normal muscle by using it again and again, having resistance against you, by, um, by fasting, okay, that's gonna increase your spiritual muscle, by praying, by declaring those scriptures, and that's how you get stronger, you, you develop an authority, and activating your voice of authority. When you say, devil, you have no right to rob me of my finances, you have no right to rob me of my peace. You have no right to rob me. Then you have, I mean, you really have to search yourself and know, are you speaking the truth at that moment? Because there are doorways that the enemy can come in. So he might come back and go, I do have a right because I know what you're watching because I know what you do with your money because I know where your integrity gets compromised. We have to search ourselves in that moment because we can't go in there and say, you have no right to take away from me. If he can sit there and go, actually, I do. You, I mean, that's a place where you go, where's my integrity at? Where's my purity at? Where's my surrender to God? It's gone a bit quiet in here right now. I'll just let the Holy Spirit drop things into you. Hebrews 4 verse 12, it says, the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit. You're using this hand for your sword. You're using this hand for your shield. If you take up a bigger sword, I'll take up this one. Now, this is a big sword. This is a heavy sword. It's a sharp one, so don't come close because it could be dangerous. It's pointy. It's two-edged. We actually own this. Dale Phillips and Judy, they gave it to us on um, the building dedication of our first building as a church, the green building over on Main Drive, and we had a building opening, and he presented this to us, which was wonderful, Dale and Judy, here today. And so I'm going to take up this sword as I get stronger, as I get to know the Word of God. Maybe you need to memorize a scripture a day. 
Maybe you need to start by going, okay, God, speak to me, and I'm gonna start memorizing the Word of God. As I take this up, you know, I could like fight with this for a little while. I sort of need two hands to go for it, but then I can't hold my shield, right? Because I don't actually have the strength to hold it with one hand, fight with it, and, and you know, release this one. So it's like, at this point, I'm not big enough to use this sword. That's okay, I appreciate the, um, you know, gesture. I'm gonna put it back down there. But as you go into that place, you start speaking scriptures over your life. You start getting in your repertoire what they are. So if you're gonna speak over, I'm gonna use this one. I wish I had one in between. I feel like I'm like like playing games here, but that's all right. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna, okay, your marriage is getting attacked. What are you gonna say? Okay, I come against you in the name of Jesus. You have no right to attack my marriage. Two are better than one. What God brought together, let no man put asunder. That's a scripture. They are scriptures in the Bible. Um, oh, I had it there for a minute. Hang on a second. I'll just make sure I'm speaking the proper word of God. <laughs> a three-stranded uh, cord is not easily broken. They're the scriptures that you speak over your marriage. They're the ones that I speak, and I speak unity, and I speak love, and I speak passion, and I speak intimacy, it's life, into my marriage. I speak over my children. All your children will be taught of the Lord, and great will be their peace. They will fulfill the purpose of God in their generation. You start speaking scriptures, you start speaking them over your children, you start speaking life, you start speaking um, the revelation of God and it starts shifting something, shifting something off them, something in them. Speak over your health, speak life into your health. God wants you to prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Start speaking that. By His stripes, you were healed. They're the scriptures. That's how you start doing it. You only need one or two or whatever. You don't have to get like a big, massive, all the promises of God over this area. You can do that as you grow. But just start by going, I'm gonna speak those scriptures. Every time I pray for that, which is regularly, I'm gonna start speaking over those scriptures and speaking life into those areas, into my health, into my finances, into my relationships, over my life circumstances. I'm releasing something in the supernatural realm and it's shifting for me. You know, we are praying for things together, John and I, during this um, month of miracles, we set aside every day, we're gonna pray for 10 minutes for three areas. And we've got three cards and we've written out scriptures, promises of God on those cards. And every time we pray, we speak out those scriptures. We declare them over the circumstances in our life because we know the power of the word of God. It's so powerful as you speak out those declarations. So let me encourage you, where do you start? Read the Bible read the Bible. I mean, there's so much in here. You can start by reading the Psalms or the Proverbs. It's so, they're quite easy to read. Some books are quite hard um, to read. Uh, the Gospels, excellent. And you'll hear from God in it. Start with Luke. Just hear the story of Jesus and you'll see there's little promises in there. There's little um, things that he wants to say to you. As you read your Bible, write down 
a scripture that God speaks to you, that he just comes out at you. It's just like, that can really help me in my situation at the moment. Commit to memorizing scripture. I want to learn the word of God so that it gets in me, so that I just meditate on it, becomes part of who I am. And then when I need it, it just pops up and is there for me. Memorize your scripture, maybe one scripture a day. So after preaching this morning in the first service, a man came up to me afterwards and said, I'm really challenged to start. I used to do that, but now I wanna start memorizing one scripture a day. I mean, they're not long scriptures, it's just one verse, but it's a scripture that can change your life. You may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. You know, you may have believed of something in the past and it hasn't been answered. Let me encourage you, believe again. You may have to fight the battle again to win it. Keep going, persist in prayer. What's trying to attack you right now? What's coming against you? What's being stolen from you? Don't let the devil come in. He's so subtle, he's so sneaky, tries to get without you even realizing it. And then you sort of wake up and go, hang on a minute, that's not okay. I'm not okay with you taking that off me. It might not be as um, straightforward and obvious as he's coming in and taking off your iPad from your table, but there's sneaky ways that he gets in to say, no, I'm gonna fight for it. Fight the fight in the supernatural. Victories don't come by accident. They come by dedicated prayers that take up that sword of the spirit. Fight with the word of God. It's so powerful. I just see our church rising up in passionate prayer, to see our church taking their authority in the spiritual realm. I'm so encouraged when we have our prayer meetings like United last week and we have people come up to pray and they start speaking with authority. It's like they've got this grunt on the inside. It's like they're taking ground because they're stirring up something inside of them. I see that just like going out throughout our church, people rising up. I see chains being broken off. I see... um, just answered prayer, breakthroughs coming. Can I invite the band to come up as we come to a close this morning? God girds us with strength for battle. He girds us with strength for battle. He gives us the strength. Joshua 1 verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to see God move for you. I wanna see miracles released. You know, we pray, every week we pray for our church. We pray that you will live your best life. We pray that you will see your life flourish. We, We pray that you'll have answered prayers, that you will reach your potential, that you'll fulfill your purpose in God, that you'll have great, strong marriages, that your families would be together and strong. Your finances would be prosperous and blessed. We pray for you. I wanna see you testifying of God's goodness in your life. I wanna see you being a living testimony of the healing power of God. Can I pray for you this morning as we come to a close? Oh God, we thank you that you're a good, good Father. Lord, you love each one of us and you wanna bless us. Oh God, I pray right now, Lord, just touch every life that's here today, every heart, God, that they would know you more and more. Lord, they would grow closer to you Lord, and have an intimate relationship with you. Oh God, we surrender to you today. Have your way in us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God that you've given us. Thank you that it's a powerful two-edged sword. 
Lord God, and we can take authority. We can rise up. We can be strong and use the scriptures that you've given us to take ground. Oh God, release that upon every person, Lord Jesus, a greater authority in the spiritual realm to step up, to take ground, or to be bold and courageous. Release that over us today, Lord Jesus, as a church we pray. Oh God, touch us now. Just while you've got your eyes closed.